0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Hormone Formula Podcast, it is Vinca here from Vinca Nutrition. Uh, Today I'm probably going to be making you a little bit squirmish because I'm going to be talking about worms and parasites. I don't know why, but I love this topic, I don't know, they intrigue me, they fascinate me and I um, insist my clients send me photos when they have worms and that's actually come to bite me in the ass, no pun intended, because... One morning, sitting down at breakfast while eating a banana muffin. I must have been calmer because I shouldn't have been eating that muffin, obviously. But while I was eating my muffin, I um, received a text message and I opened it. And there was a beautiful video from my client who had videoed her rope worm. It was probably i don't know one and a half meters long it was incredible um but it did put me off my banana muffin and i've never been able to eat one since it's actually happened to me twice i was also eating breakfast another morning and got another one so i get what i asked for um but it's also a note to self that i need to get a work phone that's separate from my personal phone um but they're so fascinating and these little creatures are really really ancient they've been around for so many tens of thousands of years they're incredible actually this is like a piece of you don't need to know but I found really fascinating not so long ago some scientists found some parasites that were 40,000 years old and one was 70,000 years old and they'd been frozen solid and they defrosted them and the little bloody bloody things started crawling around again Unbelievable. So that just shows you how hard it is to kill them. Um, but, you know, I think we think about parasites and worms in a negative way and then we think they're always bad. There are some times when they're not so bad for us and they actually can be beneficial. But on the whole, a lot of these parasites can um, literally suck us dry and eat all our food. So we do want to think about whether we have them and then what we can do to get rid of them if we do have them. So when it comes to parasites, a lot of you will think straight away gut. That's where they live. And predominantly that's true. Um, Most parasites are intestinal parasites. But sometimes we can get them in our upper GI tract. We can get them in our liver bile duct. We can even get them in our pancreas, which can disrupt your sugar metabolism, which is really interesting. You can get them in your muscles. So after a big lot of exercise, if you're really, really sore, that could even be parasites. I know, enough to make your eyebrows raise up to the roof, eh? I know, it's quite scary. So, you know, just think that just because... You're not getting symptoms in your gut doesn't mean that you necessarily don't have them I'm um, not saying that you know your muscle sore is going to be parasites in there, but that's some of the situations that can happen and you know when you think about parasites and where you get them from you can get them from everywhere they're in your food they're in your water your pets particularly pets that like to hunt um, can contain them you know so we we are exposed to them a lot and I think a lot of the time when we think we have a parasite that we'd get gut symptoms and quite often we do. So you'd get things like diarrhea or constipation, bloating, an increased appetite, um, those sorts of things. But you can actually um, see it in many other ways as well. For example, anxiety and with kids it can kind of come out as aggression or sleep issues um And even as adults, that can present like that. It can be itchy, not just around the bum hole, but over your skin, and and have skin rashes. You can get brain fog. Fatigue is a big one, um, particularly because sometimes they, these parasites or worms can make you anemic with their um, ability to hog our iron out of our food. Um, it can even cause acne for some people, and even autoimmune conditions are now linked to particular um, parasites and. A lot of irritable bowel diseases like Crohn's and ulcerative colitis have links to parasites as well. But when you think parasites, you've really got to think, why the hell are they in there in the first place? And quite often when I see clients with parasites, they are immune-compromised at the point that that happened. Um, so if you have a really strong immune system, then you can fight these guys so that they don't take hold and um, and live in you. So quite often it comes with an immune system that's compromised or a gut that's compromised. So people who have low stomach acid, which may express as someone who has um, reflux um, or kind of that kind of <coughs> coughing and that... Um, Feeling of kind of compression on your chest sometimes too can be all reflux, um, meaning that you quite possibly have low stomach acid. And if you've got low stomach acid, you can't um, kill those um, bacteria and parasites and worms that come in through your food and water. So you can get them in through those ways so, if you think that you may have some issues, particularly if you have gut issues like diarrhea or constipation or sore tummies and things, and you think, oh my God, I want to know if I've got worms or parasites, then there are a couple of ways that you can um, test for these. Unfortunately, the conventional treatment, well, not treatment, sorry, diagnostics that we have um, available when we go through the GP is not always that reliable. Um, when you do a stool sample, for example, it goes away to the lab and they use microscopes and basically a person's looking through that microscope and looking for parasites there are hundreds of different types of parasites and unless you're qualified in understanding what all of them look like you may not pick them up but also when they're put on a slide you may not have um in the sample the actual um worm or parasite in that in that little small bit that's sampled. And also parasites don't come out in every stool, you know. They can come out every three or four days. You can get some out. So not often are those tests that reliable in saying whether you have an infection or not, you know. And I just had a friend who was a classic example, been sick, you know, literally bum wheeze, as we like to call it, for a good week, and had her stool test taste and done, and there was no um, parasites or, or anything, um, bacteria even picked up, in her stool. Yet when she was treated with antibiotics, she cleared up. Um, so there was definitely something there that was needing treating, but it wasn't been, it wasn't able to be seen. So if you really want to have a stool test done that picks up everything, then you really need what's called a PCR test, which is six thousand times more sensitive than the t- good old microscope um and it looks for think of it kind of like the the parasite parasite dna their fingerprints and it's very sensitive so we'll pick up any kind of um part of a parasite that may have been in your stool or in your stool so we'll pick up everything um in there i do those tests but you need to um Send them to America, um, to get them melanized, unfortunately, at the moment. Um, but they, that comes in a comprehensive stool test. So you're not just looking at parasites, you're looking at lots of other functions of your digestion in terms of your enzymes and your bacteria and things. So. Completely fascinating test. I love when a client does them because um, you get to tell so much through doing them. So that's one way. I can also look for um, parasites in your blood test. One of your white blood cells, your eosinophils, raises quite um, when you have um, an infection. And the ranges that we use in New Zealand are really high and extremely hard to to pick up. So I use much more sensitive and optimal ranges to look at this so I can tell quite quickly if you have um, a parasite infection as well through the bloods. Um, not as accurate as doing a stool test and you're getting to find out exactly what type of parasite you have, but still an excellent way of finding out um, what's going on in there. So really, really cool. So, you know, once you've kind of thought about have you got any of those symptoms? Are you thinking maybe you need to do further testing in this area? Then you think about what the how do you do to get rid of them. Um and you know, back in the old days, well for me at least, we grew up on a dairy farm. So we wormed ourselves um the same time we did the cows, you know, twice a year. And I just do it on the shortest day and the longest day. Um, it's for ease of remembering. Um and you know, the good old worm tablets that you can get at the pharmacy um, can treat the typical pinworm threadworm kind of scenario. If you've got anything more tropical going on, then I would use herbs because the pharmaceutical medication is great for those uh, specific types of worms, but if you have anything outside of those, it won't treat them. So if you've got, um, you know, ginormous something from Vietnam, then think about using herbs. I import a herbin from America, Mimusa Pudica. It is awesome like so so good at um clearing anything that should not be in your bowels it's really good I like it. it hasn't not worked for me i love it um you can use other herbs like cloves and wormwood um and also um berberine and other things like that as well to to help so there's lots of things and you can take herbs for about a month um and it will kind of clear that up and some people do it twice a year um the herbs just as a maintenance program if they've had worms. But if you're um, just curious, you can even just take it and see what happens and um, then send me a photo. <laughs> um, so once you've treated you know, and eliminated the parasites, then you really need to tidy up your gut to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And that's really about um, making sure you've got good bacteria in there, really healthy, beautiful microbiome, um, that you've got good, strong stomach acid, Um, and that you've got good bile so you know there's lots of principles for looking after your gut Um, and avoiding foods that um, are a food intolerance for you because they will slowly um, weaken your immune system not just in your gut but in your whole body actually so the, the longer you keep eating a food that your body is not happy with the more likely it's not going to be able to hold the game up for you when parasites come in. So thinking about those things um, going forward is really, really cool. You know, (laughs) I don't know why, but I still just find this topic one of the ones that probably is, you know, missed quite often and and it's um, not just treatment but actually getting diagnosed correctly for a lot of my clients and there probably isn't a week that goes by that I don't pick up that someone's got worms or parasites. So just think... um, you know, think about some of those symptoms I was talking about before of whether you've got any digestive issues or brain fog, fatigue, anemia that you can't work out why, all of those things. Have a think about them, whether you need to do some further testing, because I think worms uh, and parasites are more common than we all realise, but not always do we need to get rid of them either in saying that some of those guys are doing some sort of wonderful things for us in our gut. Um, and they're very ancient and they've been here for a very long time so they have a purpose they do have a purpose so yeah on that beautiful note it's a nice short quick one for you this week Um, I hope you become as obsessed and intrigued by these guys as I am, and that you start thinking about what may be living inside you and what you do or do not need in there. So I hope you've all been listening to this while you are not eating a banana muffin or breakfast and that you have been able to sit through this without squiggling around on your chair. But thanks for tuning in for another episode and I look forward to catching up with you all again next week. Take care everyone. Thank you. Bye.